0: This is season five, episode 32, eight crazy lies narcissists use to control you. Just a reminder this podcast is for educational purposes only and is not a substitute for professional help. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. I don't know. I'm just so confused. I love him, but I don't know if I can live without him or in this toxic cycle. I know. I felt the same way. You will get stronger every day with time and you will see you are free from their toxic cycle and it will feel so good. You know what would help? No. What? I think talking to a professional therapist could really help. Well, therapy. Uh, I, I don't know. I I will just be judged and told that I'm crazy. Are you sure? Well, in my experience, that was not the case. I was not judged at all. And matter of fact, she was able to show me that I was actually being abused and that I wasn't going crazy and that all of my doubts and fears were validated. And if you've had a bad experience with a therapist before, you know, there is a thing called therapist shopping. And BetterHelp has a number of therapists, and it's convenient and online. You can just meet with them in your pajamas in your home. Oh, really? Are they expensive? As a matter of fact, it's professional, it's affordable, it's convenient and effective. You can say you can join over 3.7 million people who've decided to get help and get happy with BetterHelp today. And you can get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com forward slash empath. Thank you, my friend. I feel better already. I'm glad we could meet up. Yeah, me too. The link is in the show notes. Are you in a relationship with a narcissist and you've found the right podcast? Narcissists manipulate and control you and path their victims. So in this episode today, discover the top shocking lies that you may have been told by a narcissist. Now, some of them are from me and some of them are from our very own listeners sending them in and a disclaimer this particular episode has a lot of topics regarding the bedroom so put in your ear pods and don't play this out loud if you have little ones in the room here we go into the crazy lies of the narcissist i'm no longer seeing her i could be happy if it wasn't for you My therapist said it was okay to sex to older married women as a tool to get better. Oh, a blowjob before sex is a form of birth control. You were so selfish. I think you're a narcissist. Any of those lies sound familiar? A couple others, I just want to give a shout out to our listeners who have sent in their feedback of some of the lies that they've experienced is another one. He always played the victim. This is the narcissist tactic. Playing the victim, he had to have sex 10 times a day as a coping mechanism. And that's absolutely a lie because what it is is actually addiction to avoid what he's feeling. Mine did the same thing. I think he jerked off a couple times a day and then expected me to have sex for like four hours that night. I mean, it's just like this insatiable desire to escape life and to numb. And... Yeah, another great lie is I've changed, except they haven't really changed in their actions. No one will ever love you like I do. I heard that way too many times, and I believed it. For the love of God, I believe it. I just, it's like these teeny tiny paper cuts go just every single day. Another guest her the lie was, see, you're always forgetting things. You're going crazy to instill that doubt in you. So today, we're going to talk about the eight common tactics that narcissists use to lie and manipulate. Do you have a manipulative narcissist in your life? I'm sure you do if you're tuning into this podcast for the first time or for the hundredth time. And it never is a bad thing to learn and educate yourself about their tactics. You need to learn about the tactics to erase their lies because they have twisted all the wires up in your brain and made you think whatever their lies are true and then you justify and protect them and so it's really important to protect yourself from the lies and the manipulation of the narcissist and growing up we weren't taught this we weren't given all of these information as we have now do manipulative narcissists ever tell the truth I think we can all experience, that we've experienced, we can all say no, but definitely hop into the empath healing support Facebook group to answer the poll and let's just weigh in. Do we all have the same experience? Unfortunately, they typically don't. They are masters of deception and use lies and manipulation to get what they want. Learn more about these tactics here. We're going to talk about more of these tactics. So the first tactic that I'm going to talk about today is deflection and blame shifting. Narcissists use deflection and they shift the blame. It's called DARVO actually. Defend, attack, reverse, victim. Then they become the victim, right? Victimize. And O is they make you the defender. And this is why it makes you start to feel like, am I the narcissist? No. No. You are a victim of DARVO. This is what you are. You are not the narcissist. This is just part of their manipulation methods. They'll deflect responsibility for their wrongdoings. This is a number one common thread amongst all NPD narcissists. Or disowning the fault onto someone or something else. And they'll often make up excuses to explain away the lies they have previously told in order to keep the blame away from themselves. And this brings up that question, are narcissists master manipulators or idiots? And I think the general consensus is they're both. Like they're trying to be multiple steps ahead. They're masterfully manipulating us. But then when the truth comes out, which it always does, they then look like the idiot because they have to backpedal and make up excuses and explain away their lies. And when you become awakened to this and you're done taking their bullshit, then they do look like idiots. But when you're still under the trance, you still are justifying for them. Yeah, they are master manipulators. And when confronted with the truth, they may turn it back. They always turn it back onto you. So when they're confronted with the truth, they always turn it back onto you because who else is there to take the responsibility? It's not going to be them. So you have to. And then they make you feel as if you are unjustified in your emotions and your claims. And maybe that would take 10 minutes for them. I think probably in the beginning of the relationship, I think it would. And then as it gets older in the relationship, for me, it was always, it took like an hour, two hours And I remember taking walks, like we would take these three-mile walks, right, for exercise on my day off in the morning. It would always be on the morning after. We had a really long type of like sexual encounter and then he would not be able to get off because of his own issues and his own mind and whatever the hell he was doing that day. And then he would blame me for not being sexy enough and not being able to get off. And this, by the way, is sexual abuse. And then the next morning, we would take a long walk, and I would be introspecting, like, what is going wrong? Why are we always struggling with this pattern? And he would do it in such a covert, conniving way that he really genuinely leaned into my wanting it to change and my willingness to do certain actions for it to change and improve and just go on and on i mean i feel like it went on and on because it didn't make sense to me like it was a very esoteric roundabout like mind bending manipulation of oh yeah well you know it's this and that and dah, dah, dah. it was never him and it was never the actual reason like oh yeah i jerked off a couple times during the day like that's why i couldn't get off because i had nothing left or who knows what's going on the Maybe he didn't feel worthy enough. He just was so much in his head. He had so many distractions, drama. He was depressed about work. All these things were the real issue, but they were not my issues. They weren't my problem. And I was doing everything the best I could. I put extra makeup on. I drank alcohol. I wore sexy lingerie and high heels, which you shouldn't have to do to have a connection with someone you're with them to like be into you i was trying too hard and that's like a huge red flag if you're trying too hard then it's just the chemistry just isn't there anymore (laughs) like stop trying and it's just the not it's not the right partnership it's not the right thing and i feel like i went on this big rabbit hole with you but what i'm trying to say is that he the, the truth would never come out on his end because he wouldn't take responsibility and so Yeah, it was all my fault. And it would always be like, if you just shifted this one tiny thing, if you just drank one more drink of alcohol, if you just, oh, how about this? I'll go on a shopping spree and I'll buy some different high heels. Or if you just, you know, shifted your mindset here, then everything will be fine. And that happened over and over weekly, you know, and every time I moved out, it happened. And So it was this brainwashing and I was open, I was willing, I was naive to the fact that every conflict takes is a two-way street and I just received it and like he was on a pedestal. So there was no fault, didn't blame him for anything. And actually that's a great quote from my book that I posted on Instagram today, which is the week before this airs. My quote in the book says, can you see the pattern? With a narcissist, it is all about them. And I ignored that he was all about himself and he put himself on a pedestal and enabled and praised him for being a genius and all-knowing. He knew best in my eyes. And because I had this mindset, anything he said was an easy gaslighting. I took it in and I absorbed it. The second tactic is the outright denial or lie of events or experiences. And this is also the most infuriating and frustrating because you wish you had tape recorded what they just said. A narcissist may outright deny that something ever happened, even if the proof is right in front of them. And yeah, you may have on a paper, you may have like a text message from somebody, but they will so adamantly deny it They'll convince themselves of their own lies and they may be very convincing in their cases and it can seem almost impossible to get through to them. In order to protect yourself, though, you have to stop getting through to them, first of all, and protect yourself from their lies. It's important to stay firm and confident in your own reality. You know the truth. Now it's your turn to deflect all of their lies don't even ask for the reasons and justifications you don't need this and all this whole spammers like all these scams that are always flooding my comments and I blocked them and I've like permanently blocked them on Instagram and I figure out how to do that on Facebook so never fall for the trap that if you just got enough evidence or proof from a hacker to hack into their phone and their iPad then then you'll be free because you're not just going to be free. You're just going to have more painful information in front of you. And all of these tactics, you know, their behavior in front of you without knowing all their deep, dark, dirty secrets are enough to not stay with them. They're enough to put up your guard and protect yourself and to leave them. You don't need to know all the dirty details. And really, in reality, all the dirty details are just going to hurt you more. And I'm not going to say avoid it. Like if it comes up, then you'll need to work through it and heal it. And all the dirty details do come up later. Like I've discovered so many dirty details that I just like don't want to know, but they came to me from another person. And yeah, I mean, the one thing you could do without hacking is to just open up their phone or their iPad. And sometimes they'll be so careless that it's already there sitting right in front of you. Like you get a, you see a text from a woman and you're like, who is this, right? The evidence is in front of you, but they're going to deny it to their deathbed. They're going to deny that that person is romantically involved with them, even if it's like an inappropriate text. So don't let the narcissist twist it into something that you didn't witness is the biggest thing here. You don't need to hack into their stuff, stoop to their level. You'll see it already. You'll see it in their behavior. And you know the truth. And for you on your end, text messages that you're receiving from them, especially with child custody, documenting what you can on your end is really important for the case of that. So have physical proof only for child custody issues. Really, for your peace of mind, I don't know. I don't, I guess it's up to you. But for me, I I have the peace of mind of just knowing his bad behavior was peace enough that I was out. The next tactic is minimizing and trivializing other people's feelings or actions. The minimization of your reality is a huge tactic of the narcissist. So if you're already feeling like they don't really hear you, they don't know how you feel, they're pushing you aside and your feelings are getting minimized, then you know that you are dealing with someone who is emotionally abusing you and you can start to develop that plan to leave or to start putting your boundaries up. I mean, this minimalization of your emotions is a very common tactic of NPD, of even people who are very selfish, not quite diagnosable for narcissism, but certainly are toxic that don't have your best interest in mind. So this also kind of, runs the gamut of all the different relationships. They can act as if whatever you are feeling about a certain situation is not valid. Or as if it doesn't matter in comparison to their feelings. This is, again, part of that DARVO. So they may turn it on to them and say, well, what about me? You did all this stuff. How do I feel, right? And they play onto your kind, open-hearted, empathic mindset. And they'll play on the feelings that the situation is invalid. When I came home from that trip and I was just expressing how, what a great time I had. It was like, it wasn't even heard. That wasn't valid to him. He didn't say, oh, I'm so glad you enjoyed that. He immediately went in and said, oh, they're breeders and they're horrible people. And I can't believe people do this to the environment. Da, 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 da. It just like, was all his agenda, right? This type of behavior It steamrolls other people's feelings and denies them legitimacy. Again, this is emotional abuse. Rather than listening and understanding or taking responsibility for their actions or even having empathy, right? That's a big part of NPD is that they have zero empathy. So this is your sign and your litmus test that this person does not have empathy. I share with them how I feel. And they're always telling me how I shouldn't feel that or I share with them how I feel and they're minimizing or completely changing the topic or berating me about that or talking about something else or bringing up how they feel and not acknowledging how you feel. All of these are just tactics. These are all just ways to not accept responsibility and receive and hold space for your emotions. So they'll take the conversation elsewhere in order to avoid being held accountable. That's the bottom line. That's the tactic. That's why they're doing it. And justification, the the last one I have here is justification. And I'm going to give you a strategy on how to deal with all of these lies and tactics with a narcissist. They can be difficult to combat. I know. And there are options in order not hear them anymore of course you can go no contact which would be highly advisable if you can if you are have no financial or child connection with them go no contact you're broken up with them you've left whatever you don't need their phone in your phone anymore you can block them like there's no need for them to be there because there is no hope that they're going to change and reach out to you or you reach out to them and everything will be better so as soon as you can feel ready and comfortable, delete their phone number, go no contact. The second is gray rock method. If you're still in this situation, you need to find your plan to get out. The gray rock method is a great way to emotionally disengage, which involves you removing emotionally and intellectually from the conversation and the interactions. So the thing with a narcissist is they love to control. They love to bait you into whatever conversation they're having or argument or again you're bringing something up to them and they're lying so you already know their thing you already know their deal you already know they're lying you already know their games and you already have your plan in place that you're going to leave so while you're in the midst of it you remove yourself so it's like that one phrase I like you but there's a wall I think that was from friends I forget was that from friends yeah let me know I like you, but there's a wall. Or maybe Frazier. No, not Frazier. Seinfeld It's from Seinfeld. You have to have that wall up. Wall your heart, wall your emotions, wall your mind. Off from the narcissist. Just no big deal. Not going to engage. Whatever. You say that? Great, whatever. It's like water rolling off a duck's back. All of these things are easy to say. I know these analogies. But when you're in the midst of it, really practice removing any type of investment in your truth, because you already know they're not going to receive your truth. You are dealing with someone who is mentally ill. So if you can look at it that way, you're not looking at it as you're interacting with someone who has any type of rationale or reason that you can reason with. And it's not about responding or acquiescing to any of the distortions of the reality from the narcissist. It is about being firm and consistent in your responses and your words, avoiding confrontation or getting into arguments and expressing yourself calmly and clearly without justifying anything. So that also is a great practice in developing boundaries. Develop those boundaries yourself and say, I'm not going to engage in an argument. You take a pause, you take a breather and You can respond in a very clear, calm manner. I mean, a lot of times you don't really need to respond at all, especially if it's over a phone conversation. I mean, there's no need. But if you're in the room with the person, then it's best to be as calm and removed emotionally as possible. And you get to peer behind the curtain again and sneak peek behind the scenes. You maybe have heard some clanking on some dishes. And while I was recording this, my husband was making his lunch in the background. And since he seems to be the master, the Zen Jedi, of being able to disengage with narcissists and highly toxic people, uh, I asked him this question. Do you have any other tips for gray rocking the the narcissist in the room, like let's say someone's stuck in a relationship at the moment with Uh, them. Oh yeah, I like that. Yeah. So just let them say what they want to say and you do what you want to do. That's it. That's for my wise husband. I love that. And that is the conclusion today of this episode, seven crazy lies narcissists use to control you. I'm sure you have heard many crazy lies too, drop them in the post of the Facebook group and let's share them so people can know. I mean, who knew mine, I totally believe my lie. So when we reveal the lies, we educate each other, which is the most important thing to fend against the narcissist. Join our empath community who are healing, gaining clarity and regaining their authentic power back and receiving weekly inspiration and strategies to heal from narc abuse and rewrite your story knowing your unique human design energy blueprint join today in the link in the show notes another shout out to a review from jode Ryder. thank you so much it reads emotional honesty this podcast works so well because it addresses emotional and social honesty heads on it's tough to find a show that is willing to discuss the tough topics thank you and we appreciate your review and if you haven't write a review scroll up and rate and review this podcast you never know maybe you will hear your name shout out in the next episode i'm so grateful for you listening finding the show and sharing it with your friends it would give a great boost in the heart-centered algorithm to rate and review this podcast if you are enjoying it Take a screenshot share it on your socials share it in a text message to a friend that you know right now needs to be pulled out of the quicksand and remember always keep your unique light shining What you mean? We're broken, it's tragic. We're not all elastic, but maybe there's magic.